You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kaylee LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello, you beautiful souls. This is Kalia, and today I'm going to talk to you about feeling that desperation for a relationship. Now, those that are coming out of narcissistic abuse know that narcissists are definitely desperate for a relationship. They always have to have a relationship. They get really crazy when they don't have a relationship. They need that supply. They need that energy. And so we can learn a lot from them actually, especially if you haven't had a relationship since your most recent toxic relationship, or if you have a pattern of attracting toxic relationships like I did, then you've got one after another after another of these really disappointing relationships. And oftentimes people believe that they should get right back on the horse, so to speak, and go out there and find another relationship just like their ex did, right? They're right into another one. So they feel like they have to find another relationship. And that relationship is somehow a symbol of success. It's a symbol that they're okay, that somebody loves them, somebody wants them. Well, I'm here to debunk that myth. Because anybody can be in a relationship and it has, it it means nothing about who that person is, how lovable they are, how not lovable they are, how healthy, healthy they are. Because we all know that for every alcoholic, there's a codependent. For every narcissist, there's a codependent. That we can, we can be in a lot of different relationships that were unhealthy, when I was younger, I had one relationship after another. I had no problem being in a relationship. I had a lot of people that wanted to be in relationship with me. I was considered attractive and desirable and had a lot of men in my life. And if one didn't work out, there were several waiting in the wings. So it was easy to relationship hop if something wasn't going well which is really no different than what the narcissist does. So now I'm much older and wiser, and I just do not have that same energy. I'm not as attractive as I once was in a way, you know, young, that youthful energy that just was drawing in all these different men I'm not out there as much as I used to be. I work from home, so I'm not in the work world. I'm not out there partying and going to bars and going to dances and doing all the things that I used to do that would always put me kind of front and center to have a lot of men in my life. So now it's just not as easy to draw men into my life. And so I have learned, especially after my last toxic relationship to just let the whole thing go. It's like, I really don't need to have somebody in my life. And 
I know that a lot of the women that I've been working with and some of the men that I'm working with too are very upset that they cannot find a good mate. They they can't find a good relationship and there's almost a desperate quality to that. What's wrong with me that I cannot find a good relationship? And why was it so easy for my ex to just get immediately into another relationship? Well, I think it's really important to look at, you know, when you're growing and you're changing and you're stepping more into your true self and you're starting to love yourself more, it's not going to be the same. You are going to have more criteria. You will notice that toxic energy a lot quicker and a lot easier. And you're not going to be as attracted to people that you might have been attracted to. And especially if you have a pattern of attraction that attracted toxic people in, your radar is going to spot those toxic people to where you just overlook them. They're no longer on your radar. You no longer want them in your life. You might be turned off. And so it may appear in your life as not having options, not having very many options. And the truth is you may not have very many options. In fact, you may you know, scan, scan your life and go, there's nobody, nobody out there that I'm remotely interested in getting involved with. Well, what about letting it go? What about just letting go of the idea of having a relationship and just focus on having the most amazing relationship you can with yourself? What about that? Now, I know that a lot of people aren't crazy about that idea because they might feel lonely. They might feel like they really want a companion, somebody to share their life with. And let me tell you, having a companion can be great. And there are times when I'm out here on the road by myself that it's like, I don't really want to do that hike by myself, but I would if I had somebody with me, or I really don't want to go to this place by myself, but I might do it if I had somebody with me. And so, yes, having a companion is a great thing. But, you know, another thing I notice when I'm out here on the road, I'm in um, RV parks a lot, and um, I, I see almost Almost everybody that travels is in a couple, almost. You know, there's there's a few people like me out there. There's more women that are single that are out there traveling by themselves than there are men. I see much more women than I see men, although I do see a few men out there by themselves too. But mostly, let's say nine out of 10, it's a couple. And when you're pretty self-aware, you start to notice things. You start to notice when a couple's irritated with each other, or you can overhear them getting in an argument or yelling at each other, or you observe them and they don't seem to be really that connected. And you might even see 
the man out there flirting around with other women in the park or something like that. There's always something where you start to think, okay, would I rather have that or this? For me, I can tell you every time it's this. I would much rather have this. I would much rather be that single woman traveling by herself that doesn't have to deal with that toxicity, that doesn't have to deal with that feeling lonely even though you're with somebody, that doesn't have to deal with being irritated with a partner, and instead just be able to have this really amazing relationship with myself. I get irritated with myself, yes. I mean, I do things that's like, Kalia, really? And I get kind of upset with myself at times, but I get over it pretty quickly. And, you know, we can do that with a mate too, of course. We can get irritated and then get over it and move on. But the thing is, is that we have to learn how to do that with ourselves first and not carry this energy of being upset around with us all the time, but to be able to move through our emotions, to acknowledge them, move through them and come out the other side. So if you find yourself alone and wanting a companion, but you don't have a companion, it's time to really focus on having the best relationship with you that you can with yourself and really working on your self-love to really offer yourself more love and more kindness and more compassion more forgiveness, more kindness to watch yourself and watch where you're coming in with cruelty and self-abuse. Sometimes we're more abusive to ourselves than anybody has been, but we don't really notice because it's been part of our existence. So if you start to listen and observe yourself, you might hear yourself beating yourself up for something. And if you start to become aware of that, because that's the stuff that's really going to be reflected and mirrored in a relationship. So if you want to have a really great harmonious relationship, watch what's going on within you. Because what's going on with you will be magnified and mirrored in your next relationship, no matter what it is. It's not just about attracting toxic people. You might attract a really loving person, but then your worthiness comes up and you start to push that person away or get irritated with that person for wanting to be with you. Or, you know, there's a lot of things that can happen, but maybe your aloneness right now is a blessing. Maybe it is time for you to go to the next level with yourself. And I know a lot of people, you can get a certain degree of your self back from a bad relationship where you're not obsessing anymore. You're not focused on that person. You've moved on. You're doing more of what you love, but you haven't truly stepped into yourself yet. Maybe you have some weight that you need to lose. Maybe you need to get a job that's more in alignment with who you are. Maybe you need to work with your self-worth a little more. Whatever it is, 
there might be something that you could really up level that you could really take to the next level before you're ready to have that awesome relationship. So it's not just a matter of, okay, I'm not obsessing about the last guy, so it's time for the new one. No, you you need to take that space that you're in and really bring yourself up to the next level. Now, for those of you who know me, I travel by myself a lot. And I hear other women say, I wish I could do that. I could never do that. And my answer is, why? Of course you could do that. If I can do it, you can do it. And sometimes people assign this quality to me that doesn't belong to me. It's like we project onto each other, but we can project uh, kind of superhuman powers onto each other too. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're Kalia, you know, you can do anything. It's like, uh, no, <laughs> that is absolutely not the truth. I've worked really, 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 really hard to get to where I am. And I continue to work hard and I continue to have challenges in my life. And I mean, I've even got some clients that that say, well, what would Kalia do? And um, although that's uh, flattering, you know, it's flattering to to be a great example for people. I struggle too. I mean, I have situations where I wonder what I would do or what somebody else I admire would do. Because what we see other people to be on the outside isn't necessarily who they are on the inside. It's great the more we can make that match up. But, um, you know, I'm not usually on camera having a meltdown. There are people that do go on camera and have their meltdowns, but I'm not one of them. I have my meltdowns in my own safe place with no lights or cameras going on. And I gain wisdom from those times. I learn from them. And then I bring what I learn here to share through my writings, through my podcast. I share things that I have learned. And I think that relationships in many ways are overrated. We're at a very different time. We're not back in the 50s where everybody was married, whether they liked it or not, whether they liked their spouse or not, everybody was married. We've gone through so many transformations in our evolution as a species, and there's actually more unmarried people now than there ever has been. And I'm talking about adults. More adults are waiting to get married. They're not getting married out of high school or college. They're waiting until their 30s and even 40s, sometimes 50s. A lot of people are choosing to live life alone. They feel like they do better by themselves. And they still may have friends and enjoy the company of others, but they enjoy their solitude and they enjoy living life alone. 
And I've worked with a lot of older women that are my age or older or a little younger that have had several long-term relationships and enjoy the solitude that they find living alone. And I even struggle with the idea of, I mean, I, I love traveling, but when I imagine sharing my little teeny truck camper with somebody for any length of time, it's like, he would have to have his own camper, I think. <laughs> He'd have to have his own situation. We could park next to each other or something like that, because I even even a house, you know, it's like, well, he would have to have his own room because I want to have my own room. When you are as mature as I am, and you've been uh, around as long as I have and have spent as much time alone as you have in relationship, it's not something you want to give up. I mean, that's my experience is I would enjoy having the right partner in my life, but I would not want to give up my independence, my solitude, the time I spend with myself. There would have to be a balance there. Back when I was in my 20s, when I got into a relationship, we did everything together. We shared everything. It was we were one. And it's not like that for everybody anymore. We work very, very hard for our independence, those of us who are independent, who have had to traverse some really dark places to get to where we are. We've earned our badges. We've earned our place in life. And we're not willing to give it up for anybody. So if we do bring somebody into our life to share it with, it has to be under the right circumstances, under the circumstances that would work for us as individuals. And everybody's different and everybody's unique and we all have our own circumstances. And so it's not a matter of fitting the mold or stepping into a mold that you see other people living. There's no reason why you can't live separately and have a great relationship or have separate bedrooms and have a great relationship or have separate campers and have a great relationship because things are not like they used to be. We're evolving as a species. And so you have to decide what would work for you and what kind of person you would really be harmonious with. Be really intentional in what you're creating. But once again, starting with yourself first, getting yourself to that place where you feel really solid in yourself because you're not going to likely at this stage of the game attract a solid relationship if you're not solid in yourself. And it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect by any means. I mean, you can 
be pretty good on your self-love, but maybe have a little bit of insecurity left that if you attract somebody that truly loves you, that might be all you need to get over the hump is just to feel loved and adored by somebody, especially if you've never had it. But we can't put that in somebody else's hands that I'm going to go out there and look for somebody to fill something that I haven't been able to fill within myself. We've got to do everything we can to elevate ourselves to a place of wholeness to where we don't feel like we need somebody else to complete us. And then we're more likely to find somebody else that will compliment us. But here's the thing is we just really need to accept and be okay with where we are. If we don't have a partner, that's where we are right now. And we don't want to let that stop us from living our life. Now, the times that I do let not having somebody with me stop me, there's usually a pretty good reason for it. Like hiking way out into the outback, it might be smarter to have somebody with you. Or, you know, there there are other circumstances where it just might be a good idea to have somebody else with you. But on the most part, if there's something I want to do, I do it. I don't let not having a partner stop me from living my life. And I encourage all of you who are unpartnered to start doing those things you've always wanted to do if you're not already start really living your life for you and then you're going to be so much more likely to draw in somebody who can live harmoniously with you that is going to be on a same energetic vibration as you but you have to start with yourself so i hope that has been helpful and if you would like some help, if you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, go to NarcissismFree.com where you can schedule an appointment with me online at your convenience. And if you want to work on a subconscious level to make some changes in your belief system, you can go to inner-transformations.com and select an audio hypnosis download to work with that will help you to change your beliefs on a subconscious level so that you will have a more powerful result on an external level. Thank you so much. Have a great day.